Welcome to Seekers and Scholars, a podcast from the Mary Baker Eddy Library in Boston and online at mbelibrary.org. The library is dedicated to the life, achievements, and writings of Mary Baker Eddy and their ongoing impact. I'm Jonathan Eder, Programs Manager at the library. And today, our topic is the Mary Baker Eddy Papers Project a digitization effort under the direction of its editor, Dr. Sherry Darling. And Sherry is our guest today. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you. Thanks for having me. First, tell us a little bit about the Mary Baker Eddy Library collections, what they contain, and how the Mary Baker Eddy Papers Project is looking at those collections and bringing them online. Well, the core of the collection course, are Mary Baker Eddy's letters and manuscript writings, uh, sermons, drafts of her published writings, notes that she may have made. And then we also have a large collection of letters uh, written by individuals writing to her. So it's a pretty substantial collection. The Eddy letters are about 28,000 documents, and those letters written to her are about 35,000. So it's a, it's a sizable collection. The Papers Project itself is working right now to take those letters to and from and putting them online, but with significant annotations to help people with historical and contextual information. So, Sherry, this is a fairly vast collection. Uh, sounds to me like over 60,000 documents. How do you even begin figuring out how to start organizing it for the purposes of a digitization project of putting it online? Well, we first thought that we would try sort of a proof of concept, and so we developed a pilot project. And at that point, we were working thematically that we wanted to publish Mary Baker Eddy's sermons and related documents. And after we did that, then we just decided it would actually be easier to move through the collection uh, chronologically. And we thought a good year to start was the year 1872, when she, is when she started writing Science and Health, which is her primary work and the textbook of Christian science. And so we did a phase that went from 1872 to 1880. And now we're working, our current phase is 1881 to 1884. So we're, it's a, you know, more, a smaller number of documents, but we're, the goal is that we'll work all the way through. The, Sherry, the Mary Baker Eddy Library opened in 2002. Its mission is to provide public access to original materials and educational experiences about Mary Baker Eddy, the ideas she advanced, her writings, and the institutions she founded and their healing mission. How does the Mary Baker Eddy Papers Project fit into that vision? Well, we feel like we're right at the core of that goal, that we're really making her life and ideas through her own words in these papers accessible to everyone. And it isn't just a matter of, um, you know, making them that you could read the letters, but really trying to give you the tools you need so you can really try to understand them, to make the connections uh, to events and to other documents in the collection. But we really feel that this is critical to understanding her and understanding her legacy. What's the hands-on experience of being editor of the Mary Baker Eddy Papers Project? So with the opening of the library, the research room was able to offer individuals who could come to the library itself um, 
access to the letters online. So they were digitized and transcribed. So you could see the original scan and you could also see a typed version. But it did require that you had to come to Boston. So there was always this idea that if we could offer them to anyone anywhere in the world, that that would be a really great goal to have. But we knew that we needed that research staff member to go along with them. And so with the Papers Project, we really wanted to offer um, an annotated collection so that people would have the benefit of knowing that when she writes, dear student, we could tell you who the student was. And if she says, you know, she mentions, you know, we'll see you tomorrow in regard to um, that event we've been discussing, then we can help basically give you the footnote to tell you what it is she was talking about. And if there's any letters that are related to one another, then we can make those links and um, really help people to understand the documents and not merely just have access to them. I'm just curious for you, are there certain things just in our conversation today that uh, you'd like to point out about things you've discovered, things you've worked with in in documents that are just particularly meaningful? I think it's, it's really rich to get the back and forth when you can between Eddie and her students. Um, and even reading those student letters, I find really fascinating just to get a glimpse of, you know, they're at the very beginning of this. You know, she's just at the point we're at now, she is just establishing Christian science as a movement. And so to hear what people's interests are, what their concerns are, is really fascinating. That, For example, there was um, one letter I was just looking at recently where an individual was expressing her interest in uh, taking class instruction from Eddie. She hasn't figured out uh, the costs yet. She hasn't yet had the money to pay for it. But I thought she asked a really great question, that she wanted to um, make sure that that there was nothing in the science or its practice that would alienate her from her husband. Mm-hmm. And she said they had a really close relationship and she wanted to make sure that what she was learning wouldn't in any way like drive a wedge between them or, and I just, I thought that was a great question, <laughs> really thoughtful. Yeah. And there was another letter uh, recently. It was a Boston school teacher who had taken class with Eddie and she was very interested in practicing Christian science in her role as a teacher at school, and particularly in the area of discipline, that she felt that she could use Christian science to teach children without having to resort to corporal punishment, Hmm. which apparently corporal punishment was just sort of, you know, the way it went Hmm. back then. And she said she had other teachers who were, you know, really interested in to see if her experiment would work. And so I think it's just, it's been fascinating to see how sort of these individual people were grappling with the teachings and trying to apply them. It it feels very current. It doesn't feel dated or, you know, even like history. It just feels, you know, very present. You can appreciate uh, the different perspectives that they had. Right. So these people aren't just sort of facts and figures. They really come to life as individuals with particular feelings and concerns. Definitely. Yeah, that's wonderful. It it also strikes me um, as somebody myself who's been a long-standing uh, reader of of Mary Baker Eddy's writings that the collections give you more of an insight into the the human side of of her. Perhaps would would you agree with that? Sure. I mean, you definitely. I mean, the time periods that we've been covering recently they're they're just there's a lot of struggle 
I mean, she's really just had to work so hard just to hold the movement together and keep it going forward. And so you you can see that, just, you know, personal struggles, um, just disaffected students, um, just her own having to be so itinerant. She didn't have a lot of money at this point, and she's sort of, you know, bouncing around from, you know, rooming house to rooming house or, you know, renting from uh, different individuals. And you can see that it's... You can just see the early struggle, and it's you really makes you appreciate everything that um, that she was able to sort of carry on and, and fight through that. Tell us about the art of annotation. Well, I think that we're always trying to keep our audience in mind, and we we have a pretty broad audience. We have um, church members, uh, for example, who are very interested in these papers. We also have scholars and um, just sort of. Uh, general history buffs who are interested. And so we want to try to, you know, offer people good contextual and historical information, but we aren't interested in being interpretive. Mm. And so we really avoid trying to offer any kind of interpretation of these documents, but instead we just are giving you background on who the people were, information about the places that she visited or maybe where she preached or where she lived. And, just making connections, giving you photographs, for example, so you can see what individuals look like, uh, connections between letters. So if she's responding to a letter, for example, we'll connect the two electronically so you can just with a click see that other letter. That really just trying to sort of stitch the collections together so it can tell its own story. What have you been focusing on recently? Uh, lately, we have a, a new feature that we're really excited about. It's a, a taxonomy search. So if you look, it's called Explore by List. And basically what that does is it allows you, in a way, to search by subject. So you don't have to guess, for example, at what a keyword, a useful keyword might be. So in this case, we have gone through and we have tagged all the references that Eddie makes to the Bible. So whether she's quoting or alluding to a passage from the Bible, and we've collected all those in list form. And basically, you can just open them all up and see every book of the Bible according to the references that she's made. And so, for example, you don't have to think about, oh, I wonder, you know, if she ever makes reference to the 91st Psalm. You can just click open and see all the Psalms that she referenced or everything in the letters that we've published so far, you know, in regard to Genesis or any other book. So it's just a way to come at the papers from a, a just a different angle. You don't, and you can link to the documents right there. So that's one that's been, you know, really exciting for us lately that I think that hopefully people will find that really useful. And it just really shows you her understanding of the Bible, that it, she almost could just live and breathe it, <laughs> that it was so close to her. And you really see that come through in the documents when you just see verse after verse that she references. Oh, that's, that's fabulous. For you, Sherry, how has uh, what you've been discovering in the documents from the collection, how has that corresponded to the longstanding published writings of, of Mary Baker Eddy? Well, um, in talking to a, a fellow researcher, Mike Davis, he and I have often uh, compared notes in that we think that 
reading the letters from the collection makes you a better reader of her published works, um, Science and Health, for example, that you just get a better sense of her language, uh, her meaning, and we've always just thought it it um, was very beneficial to our, our reading of the public, published writings. And so many of the letters and the manuscripts, they're either, they can be drafts of her published writings, or you can see how she's sort of working through things. And, or she's making mentions to people in letters, and you can see how, you know, the metaphysical statements that she's making correspond to things that she um, may have published in her books as well. So what are the qualities that go into making for a great documentary editor? <laughs> um, I think that uh, it really helps to love your subject matter. Okay. Uh, that's for sure. That... Um, you know, I find that, you know, it's a fascinating project. I And I think all of us on the project love how we're just constantly learning new things. And, you know, many of us have worked with um, the history of Christian science and Mary Baker Eddy for a long time, but we're really learning so much more through this project that, you know, the work is we're being very careful and just really reading through every document and, um we're all learning so much. And so that's, that's been really great. It, um, it's just, I'm really blessed to have a, a team of people that, that have all been very supportive and uh, very invested in getting this project off the ground because we're still a pretty new project. And that's one thing to keep in mind for all those 28,000 plus 35,000 documents. Um, we're just at, at the beginning of this process. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of work to do, Sherry. So we're going to let you go soon. But is there any sort of final uh, comment that you want to make about your experience, about the, the papers project in general for our listeners? Oh, it's just such a rich collection that I, I hope everyone um, makes use of it, that it's just um, so interesting and that it's so vast that we have a lot of material, and I think it would just be really useful to a lot of different people. So I hope uh, people enjoy the work, and we welcome your comments and suggestions. Yeah, as I recall, there is a, a feature on the Papers Project page, very easily found, where you can send in questions. That's right. That's terrific. Dr. Sherry Darling editor of the Mary Baker Eddy Papers Project. It's been delightful spending some time with you. We really appreciate your work and for spending a little time with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Just a reminder to explore the Mary Baker Eddy Papers Project online. Go to mbelibrary.org slash papers. Our next podcast will be on the influence of Christian science on British modern art, and it will involve an exploration into the Tate Britain archives and what it reveals on this subject. I'm Jonathan Eder, Programs Manager at the Mary Baker Eddy Library, and thank you so much for listening to Seekers and Scholars. This podcast is produced by the Mary Baker Eddy Library. Copyright 2017.